Welcome to Inspired Surfers on Wavelength Community Radio in partnership with Jimmy's Iced Coffee. In this episode, Jim is in conversation with Carissa Moore, the current and four times world champion. Carissa has achieved a huge amount in the water, but in this conversation we learn a lot more about what she does out of the water and the incredible impact she's having with her Moore Aloha Foundation. Okay, so we, um, I think we're good to go, I think. Okay, sounds great. Just, um, I'm just going to give you a little bit of background on, on, um, on me. I, I've, I started an iced coffee company about um, 10 years oh. ago. I went to Oz and uh, discovered the most amazing iced coffee in the, in the petrol stations over there. And then I came home to England and I got hold of my sister and uh, I said, look, you and I need to make iced coffee together. Um, so we started doing that. We borrowed some money off mum and dad and now, we, um, now we're sold in like loads of supermarkets across the UK and stuff. Um, and then we, do, we like doing fun bits of marketing. So that's why we've teamed up with Guy at Wavelength um, to create a series of podcasts because it's all about, um, you know, this kind of inspiring surfing series. And it's, it's just a nice way of doing stuff rather than just boring advertising things. So um, that's, that's my background. And I just want to say thanks so much for, for, um, for agreeing to come and do this. It's really, really cool. And I've, I've met some amazing people along the way already. And I'm really excited to chat to you today. So thanks for your time. I'm excited too, and that's really, really cool. My husband um, started a frozen fruit soft serve business with his two buddies, so I can, I can kind of relate in the fact and appreciate like all the hard work that goes into like starting a business from scratch, and like that's really, really cool. That's awesome. Congratulations. Oh, thanks very much. Did you did you say a frozen fruit? What company? Fr- um, it's like a frozen, like it's banana based uh, frozen fruit soft serve. Oh, soft serve. Oh, wow. That's cool. It's like it's vegan, non-dairy, low sugar. It's really yummy. And um, <laughs> how does it work in terms of a serve? Would they be providing the machines and stuff? Or do they? is it like in a ready-to-drink format that you can just go and – or like a ready-to-consume like consume format that you just buy in a supermarket? How does that work? They haven't – no, they haven't figured that part out yet. But they have a few locations and you order it and then – it usually comes in a really pretty bowl and it comes with fruit and some different like granola or, or different toppings and stuff. So. That's, what's it What's it called? I'm going to have a little look at it. <laughs> it's called Banan, B-A-N-A-N. Yeah. Amazing. And so, and that's just, that's just Hawaii based, right? Just Hawaii based. Oh, they have, do you still have two locations in Japan, babe? One, one location in Japan. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. Well, if you, if you need any, um, hookups in the uk um we've got, we've got some people and there are some definitely some thirsty there are some definitely like hungry slash thirsty vegans over here there's like billions of them and he does iced coffee oh so <laughs> yeah if you want to share any war stories then i've got a billion <laughs> oh that's that that's amazing um cool so let, let's just like let's let's crack on this is really cool my 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 first question for you riss is um uh, your middle name is Ke- uh, Kainani. Is that is that is that pronounced correctly? You did, yeah. You did pretty good, Kainani. Yes. Oh, Kainani. Okay, cool. Um, is, 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 is that is that got a meaning behind it? Is there like a, a translation for that? Um, yes, I have a Hawaiian middle name, and it means beautiful ocean. Oh wow, that's that's pretty cool. And <laughs> yes. kind of absolutely. Kind of apt, considering you spend half, if not more than half, of your life actually in the water. 
I know. I'm, it's it's nice that it worked out that way. My sister's middle name is Kaimana, which means strong ocean, which I think fits her really well. Um, it did, yeah. Does that mean she's quite feisty? <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> your, your sister, is she is she older or younger than you? My sister's younger than me. She's 23. Okay. And does she serve her brains out as well? Or what's what's her kind of thing? So she actually, she's a really good surfer. She doesn't... Um, she doesn't surf competitively, but she currently works at the World Surf League. Um, so it's pretty cool that like our worlds are intertwined um, in that way. And she still loves to surf for fun. And I love that she still gets in the water quite often. Yeah. And so with, with, with her working on the WSL, does that mean she goes on tour with you as well? No. So um, she... She did come to like a few of the last events because of like the situation last year. And then they actually put her to work in some different ways, but she's on the social. Oh, I mean, obviously with COVID and everything has put everything on pause. So she's just working from Venice, Santa Monica area right now um, on the social team. So she's like helping with like Instagram and TikTok and all that kind of stuff. But she was on the art department before and she loved, loved that because she, she's an artist. She, she's really good. That's super cool. So yeah. you, you, you were talking about uh, last year being, you know, quite a quite an intense year. Uh, that's that's purely because you um, became uh, world number one uh, WSL female surfer. <laughs> Thank you. It was a good intense. It was a very good intense, though. Yeah, yeah that, that's um, that, that's pretty magic. Um, and I've I've just uh, had the pleasure of watching the um, the, the wrist uh, surf movie that was uh, that was made. It was um. A really nice kind of take, um, the way it was filmed and the way it was documented, and even the voiceover. I mean, it, it sounds like Scarlett Johansson is voiceovering. I don't know if it was, um, but an amazing voiceover and, and really kind of there's no there's no BS in it. It's all very much straight straight talking and very much down the line. Um, and it was um, yeah quite an eye opener to to what you've achieved in a pretty short period of time. Um, how um, how has the journey been for you? Well, I mean, the journey has been incredible. I'm 27 years old now, and I've been surfing since I was five years old. Um, and I've been on the championship tour for 10 years. And, you know, being able to travel the world and compete and share it with the people that I love, it's been it's been such a fun ride. There's There's been some real challenging moments sometimes that I've um, – it's de it's definitely tested me but this past year was it was a lot of fun I learned so much I really feel like things came together and um it made that world title so special yeah I'm I'm not surprised that's just it's incredible and congratulations for that it's really really cool so when you started you know a, a decade ago you would have been 17 on the tour right yes yes so how did um you know how does i mean i think of myself when i was 17 i was really crap at skateboarding um and i just probably got into beer um so a totally different a totally different ball game to you you know being on a on a um like a, pro a professional world surf league tour um how do you it, what would you what would you say now to your 17 year old self on your first year of tour if you were going to have a whisper in your ear <laughs> well, honestly, I wouldn't change much. Like I, 
I look back and all the little, I mean, I didn't have to sacrifice that much compared to like the level of sacrifices people make in their lives. But, you know, I missed out on a few social things and, you know, I had to leave, you know, there's, I missed home and was on the road quite a bit. And maybe my friend group wasn't as tight as it was, but the friends that I did have were incredible friends. Like, so I, I think if I was to go back to that time, it would be just maybe to take a chill pill. Like it's all going to work out. Like don't over stress and overthink everything and put so much, I put a lot of pressure on myself and I still do. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think at that age, it's kind of like, Hey, like this is a time to learn and soak it all in and make mistakes and just be okay with that and embrace the journey. Enjoy it. This is a really um, unique time and you're only going to be this age and be a rookie and be a senior in high school once. So (laughs) enjoy it. Yeah, no, that's that's insane. I've, I've um when I when I first started RS Coffee Company, I, I um you know I, I can't compare anything to what you've done, but it's uh, in terms of like sacrificing stuff. I was, you know I sacrificed all of my friends because I was just working so hard, and um you know, I had I had buddies turn up and go, oh we're going you know we're going snowboarding tomorrow, and I'm like, oh where's my where's my invite? And they said, oh we didn't you know we didn't think you were going to come, and you're like, oh god, am I is this is this all kind of worth it? And um you know, after a few years, it, it does kind of start paying back and you actually buy yourself, end up buying yourself some more time, which is, um, which is a good thing because you don't want to be slaving away all day, every day. Um, but it is good to get those breaks. How do you, um, how do you, how do you kind of in the short term, how do you deal with like stress kind of stuff? Like for me, I'll either, um, do a bit of breathing or lie on one of those like acupressure mats, which like mm. put holes in your back, which is the most uncomfortable thing, but it actually turns out to be really like almost euphoric in the end um or going for a sea swim or going for a run um what's your have you got any like little tricks and tips that you do if you only had like a couple of minutes to try to do a bit of healing oh if i had a couple minutes um well breathing is definitely a great tool um venting to my husband definitely helps (laughs) sometimes having a good cry just to get it out and clear it all out and then um Writing it down for me uh, helps me simplify. I think for for me, when I start to get stress or anxiety, it's when I start to let the noise come in and it's my thoughts are everywhere. And so if I can redirect and refocus, that really helps me. That's cool. Writing stuff down is cool. Um, yeah. Then it's, it's on paper and you kind of put it into its own little box and it's, and it's kind of done, isn't it? I remember having a, a friend of mine talking to me and just said, you know, if you find things overwhelming, just put them just create lots of you know a few boxes on top of on the top of your head and put all of them in these boxes and then open them up individually and understand how important they are and if they're not important just sack the box off and go to the next box otherwise it's just one giant box full of crap that you you don't understand how to open and once you open it it's just going to absolutely destroy you exactly it can be very overwhelming so you know break it down to little bite-sized pieces that are attainable and you can tackle them <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, your so your your husband Luke is um is is a total hero by all accounts. Yes, absolutely. And I think uh, so. <laughs> did, did you, where I mean, considering you um you surf all around the world in the most beautiful places, um, where did you find even more beauty for your honeymoon? If you got a way to go and do that. Oh, so our honeymoon, we ended up going to Iceland. Oh, sick! And, and Greece. Hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed those two countries together. Was that like back to back as well? We went back to back. 
<laughs> and we went in the middle dead set of winter in January. Wow. Um, so, and we didn't, we didn't really understand that Greece was a very seasonal place. So like, I was like, I brought all like my, <laughs> I brought all my like cute clothes to go shopping. <laughs> And everything was closed, but it was, it was actually really beautiful. And it was really sweet um, because it was pretty much, it just felt like it was me and Luke on this Island and we just walked and we watched movies and we got to explore and there wasn't a lot of other people around. It was just us. So that was really nice. And Iceland was dark most of the time, but we did make most <laughs> of our five hours of light every day. Um, we went, saw some beautiful waterfalls and, he, I was in charge of the planning the wedding, and he was in charge of planning the honeymoon. <laughs> and so he did. He did a great job. In Greece in January. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard when you know with the tour and everything. I that's like our during our break. That's the only time we really could go. So yeah. Um, and we we wanted to do something totally opposite and out of the ordinary where we normally get to travel. So that that sounds amazing. I've I've yet to go to. Um... Iceland. My friend James Bowden is a surf photographer, and he's um, he's been there a number of times and snapped some incredible stuff. Um, but Greece, Greece, we go to. Um, we've been for the last, I guess, five years with um, Sophie's family. They've got like a a timeshare and a catamaran that we go sailing on for a week at a time, and wow. it's it's just insane. And you can go to all these different islands, and there's some amazing like coves that you can do big jumps off into the water and. And all that kind of stuff, and you, and you speak to the guys who live out, who live there out of season, and they say it's just as amazing out of season because there's no one there, and right? It's, and it's super quiet and a little bit more, a little bit more rugged and a little bit more wild. But I guess that's a, that can also provide a sense of adventure, right? Yeah, yeah. It's Definitely. funny because um, <laughs> on that note, it was like because it was so rugged and cold, and I had like all these like little sundresses and stuff one afternoon I'm like honey I brought all of these outfits let's just go down to the beach and I'll just switch them out and we'll take a bunch of photos and costume change costume change that's great exactly <laughs> so did you uh, did, did you get to surf Iceland at all we did I right oh, before we left for the honeymoon I kind of I don't know, something sparked interest in me. And I was like, babe, we got to try this. I've never, you know, done the whole hood and gloves and booties thing. And Iceland would be just, it would be such a fun adventure for us to experience this together on our honeymoon. And so we lugged around like 10 pounds of rubber to do one surf session, but it, it was awesome. We had such a great time. And you're, are you saying to me that was the first time you've been in like a winter suit with a hood and gloves? Yeah. Oh my, wow. You're, um, you're very lucky. well actually i mean i know i know i'm very lucky i much prefer like just putting on a bathing suit and jumping in the water but there's a part of me that would love to do a trip to the cold and do the whole adventure because i think what's cool about that is there are less people it is just about nature and just connecting with ocean and the elements and it is just so outside my comfort zone it'd be really fun to to do a trip somewhere cold again yeah i mean i can uh, there's an amazing uh movie um it's actually been made by an energy drinks company that competes with your sponsor so i'm not going to say the name um but uh, the, the the film is called dark side of the lens um it's 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 a it's a short film it's only like a few minutes long but it's about a, a, a surf photographer called mickey smith and um 
He's uh, he, it's all based in Ireland. Um, so I don't know if you've heard of the wave called Eileen's. Maybe I is it? I know there's a lot of like really gnarly slabs there. Is it one of those like crazy basically slabs? one of those? Um, and but the the footage is incredible. If you get a minute this this afternoon or this evening yeah. or whatever, have a little look. Dark Side of the Lens is it's a really really cool little short film to to have a little look at. So. I will. Um, I'm, I'm going to rewind straight out of Ireland, um, freezing cold, and back into um, Hawaii. Um, just for just for those who are listening, who are either driving a car or maybe going for a run or whatever, can you can you kind of set the scene of what uh, like your hometown and and your home and and you know what's going on in your world at the moment? <laughs> um, well, I feel very blessed and fortunate to live in Hawaii, especially during this time of the pandemic. Um, I feel like we're definitely on the luckier side of things of the spectrum of how everyone's lives are right now. I've throughout the pandemic, we've still been able to go to the beach every day. Um, Luke and I have a, a really nice house in one of the back of the valleys here on the, we live in Honolulu. So the South shore of Oahu and um, my, fa- what's awesome is my, all of our family lives like 10, 15 minutes away. So nice. I get to see a lot of them almost on the daily. We have two dogs um, what else? Um, it's nice. Like where we live, it's sunny almost every day, or we have little spurts of liquid sunshine, so little rain, <laughs> rain showers, but they don't yes. stay for too long. Yeah. Um, and this time of the year, summertime is great for south swells. So we're 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 getting actually this weekend we're hopefully getting some good waves as well. Amazing. Um, yeah. Um, there's a there's a bit of a thing between um. I guess us English folk here measuring a wave versus uh, the height of a wave versus how Hawaiians measure the height of a wave. So if we say a wave is like three foot in Hawaii, it's basically a ripple. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I don't know what's up with us, but yeah, like a three foot wave here would technically be like a, like a six foot phase, I guess. So we always yeah. cut our stuff in half. So yes, yeah. it would be like a, yeah, a foot and a half wave, <laughs> which which is probably overhead and and spitting barrels, which would probably scare the living daylights out of me. <laughs> I honestly, it's so hard because everyone's like swell and wave language is so different around the world. That yeah. Like even like when I'm reading Magic Seaweed, I'm like, is this two to three foot? Like, like where is this two to three foot? <laughs> where are you? From. I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. I just need to go to the beach and see it myself. Um, have you, have you, have you, um, some of the, some of the footage from you on your, uh, on that, on the, on the wrist movie, um, some of the surf that you're, that you're, you know, getting stuck into is, is really meaty. But it's, there's some like hunky, hunky barrels there. Um, what, how, how do you kind of get your head around that? And how often do you kind of get, um scared is my question oh my gosh well those sessions that we did in Tahiti I mean I definitely was was scared um it was out of my comfort zone um I've only done a few trips there and that was definitely the biggest and there was definitely a couple times where I was just sitting on the boat like nah I'm good I'm just gonna watch this session um luckily we had a great team of people behind us the Jolette Ohana as well as the man Ray Mana 
he was, um, we were doing step offs together. So I can't, you know, I think there's a whole nother level. I need to take it of actually paddling into some of those. But for me, that was like that first step of like, oh my gosh, I can actually do this and not die. So um, (laughs) it was a big step for me personally. And I was like, um, it was cool because when you do a step off, you don't realize how big the wave is until it's over and you're looking at the camera and you're like, oh my gosh. I was on that wave. Really? <laughs> wearing a mask? Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that yeah, no, that was it, that was really fun um, because I didn't get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And would would, would it, does that give you a thirst for 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 bigger and faster, or is that not really where your where where it works for you? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know if there's any like desire to do big wave surfing or to push myself in slabs. I'm, I, I love and have a passion for performance surfing. I think that I'll probably my like paddle in limits like eight foot. I would definitely love to get better. I mean, there's lots of room for improvement. And one of those is paddling into some of those meteor backside barrels and Mm. barreling waves and working on style and technique. So I would love to get better at those kinds of things, but no paddling into jaws, towing into slabs uh, (laughs) are probably a no for me. Do do you, um, have have you been there to spectate? How is that? If you have. Um, Sorry, can you repeat that one for me? Yeah, of course not a problem. Um, uh, have you have you been to watch Jaws like doing his thing? I have. Um, a couple years ago, I was over on Maui training for the Honolulu Bay event, and there was a huge swell, and so we drove to the other side of the island and got to watch from the cliff. It's a, it's amazing. It's one of the phenomenons of the world. Like it's so cool to watch. And actually, believe it or not, when I was bit younger and stupider (laughs) yeah I uh towed into a wave out there and that was pretty cool just to like be in that intense situation and see how the waves break and how all the jet skis and it work and the helicopters and the boats it's such a scene and then looking back at the cliffs it's so beautiful um yeah it was it was a crazy experience that's that's incredible I've, I've, I've seen obviously tons of footage and I think it'd be amazing to be there on the cliff and feel the mist and hearing the, you know, the crunch of the surf and all that kind of stuff, which just sounds amazing. That's really cool. So your, um, your, your old man, your dad has been your like lifelong coach for surfing and stuff. And he, he was your kind of inspiration for getting into it. Is that, is that correct? Oh yes. I give him all the credit in the world. I wouldn't be where I am today without my dad. Um, from that very first push when I was five years old at Waikiki beach to, where I am today. Like he's there on the daily watching every session, every wave, giving me feedback. Um, you know, with father's day coming around for us this weekend on Sunday, I've had some time to think about how much my dad has invested in my journey. And he's always been there ready to drop everything to help me succeed. And, um, yeah, it's been really special to share this journey with him. It's been the greatest gift the time spent with me. So yeah, that's amazing. I think there's got to be something about there's that kind of the all-knowing thing that that bond that you're never going to get with um, you know a coach that's brought in by a company for you that you know that there isn't that like biological gel thing. I guess <laughs> I guess you know you 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 read of all of these amazing stories of these incredible athletes and people 
Um, and I mean, like even Lewis Hamilton, the the F1 driver, you know, it, it, it's his dad that had like propelled him into his career and stuff. So it's just it's just really interesting to see people's take on it. Yeah, I think there's a fine line of of balance between being a coach and being a parent. Um, it's taken a while to na- figure out how exactly to navigate it, and it's not ever going to be perfect. Um, but there is something so special about having a parent as a coach because they can push you in ways that no one else can, and they understand how you work better than anyone else, and they can see things. And no, you're always going to come back. You're always going to love them. Like, for example, if a coach said something to me, I'd be like, I don't want to work with him again. Yeah. But compared to dad, it's like, all right, whatever. I'll with him tonight, so I might as well just be nice. um you're you've you've got an amazing um non-for-profit charity organization that you set up called um more aloha would you mind um just telling us a little bit about that please (laughs) yeah so i my dad and i actually started more aloha our non-profit um i think in 2018 2000 yeah middle of 2018 and my dad has always instilled in me that it's important to give back, that we have, I've been given so much on this journey. So many people have invested time in me and taken time out of their, their days and their, you know, just their lives to help me succeed. And so, um, yeah, we did a, we partnered with Hurley. Hurley was doing Hurley Surf Club. And so they were running these events where they would um, have kids of the community come surf, they would film the sessions and then they would do video review and then someone from their team would come and give feedback. And so I was one of, you know, I was a part of one of these events and we had like 30, 35 girls show up at my local spot. And I was just blown away. These girls were just like wide eyed and happy and smiling, ready to soak in this knowledge and information. And I was just, it was just so much fun. And my dad really loved it. Um, and so that's kind of how, what started it all, what, what inspired us. And we're like, Hey, like, how can we not only give back to the next generation through with like, and help them become good surfers, let's use surfing as a platform to bring these girls together and help them just to be good humans. And so that's kind of like how we're tackling it. Um, I think young females, there's this transition time as a young adult where you're just, you're going through so much change. And I think there's so many different things in the world that are trying to mold you and shape you into something that you're not. And it's easy to go off the right path. And so for me, I, I'm hoping to share with them some of the things that are near and dear to my heart, the values that I, you know, I really um, find important and hopefully help, help them in some way too live a happy, healthy, and, you know, confident, inspired life, I guess. Yeah. Did, did you, when you, when these, um, when these girls turned up, did you kind of recognize your, did you see yourself in those, in, in those girls when they turned up on the beach, like all bright eyed and bushy tailed and ready for, ready for action? <laughs> um, I think, I think I did in some way. I remember when I was little, um, I had a couple interactions with, the women surfers that I really looked up to like Megan Abubo and Rochelle Ballard had a camp when I was little that I went to Sophia Milanovic. I um, rock when I was surfer Roxy, I did a camp and I got to spend some time with her. And it was like those little interactions that meant so much to me. And Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, it's, 
it really is the time you spend with people, the time that you give that makes that lasting impression. So I don't know. With when when you when you first started surfing and your dad pushed you in on that first wave, had he also given you a tennis racket and a squash ball and um, climbing boots and a bunch of other things and surfing stuff, or was surfing the first and the be all and be all and end all? Uh, yeah, absolutely not. It was like you're gonna surf and that's <laughs> it. So um, it was it was never it in the beginning. It was never like that. It was something that I just love to do with my dad, and I think as we continued surfing, I think he saw the potential in me. And so maybe he started to push a little bit more and guide me to keep doing that. He always says that the reason he wanted me to get into surfing was that for me to fall in love with the ocean and to, to, to want to live in Hawaii and never leave. And, you know, his mission has been accomplished. I don't think I'll ever leave (laughs) Hawaii. (laughs) It doesn't seem like you really have any excuse to. Um, So that, that, that makes perfect sense. What a, what a what a good dude, and and what an amazing kind of situation to be in. I've I've got um I've got two kids. Um, I've got a boy called Kip and a, a girl called Win, and and she's five. Um, and she, I mean, we we bond obviously because we're father and daughter, and um, she's a she's a really enthusiastic illustrator. She loves well, basically just a keen drawer. She loves drawing. Um. But it, it, it's kind of interesting to see that you started at five and that's kind of how that whole kind of thing burst out. And I don't know whether Wynne will find something that she just properly claws into and and I can end up being her coach and she can end up being some world champion twisted chess player or something. I have no idea. But um, it'd be, um, it's, it's really interesting to see, to see people grow and especially little ones when they kind of develop and, they, you know, they turn into these incredible characters. Like my, my boy Kip is is really starting to make the most sarcastic jokes because he understands sarcasm now. And it's just like all kind of growth with kids is um, you kind of live your whole life through them. And, and what an amazing opportunity for your, or for you and your dad for that, which is, which is amazing. That's really cool. Oh, no, thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah. I, I wondered the same thing, like, well, just, you know, having my husband and we've talked about having a family in the future and raising kids is like, how, what, how do you know when to push? How do you know when to just let them figure it out themselves? Like what, what does that even look like? You know? Um, yeah. But I look for, I'm, I look forward to having a family of my own one day and um, that should be really fun. <laughs> how, how, how do you, how do you, I mean, uh, it's obviously quite a personal uh, thing, um, but how, how do you, do you try and plan ahead for that? Are you thinking, right, five years or do you just think, oh, let's just see what happens? Um, no, I'm definitely a planner. So (laughs) it's not something that's going to be like, Oh, okay. I guess we're having a kid now. No, not. I I don't think it will happen. (laughs) I don't think it will happen that way, especially with my, with my career. I think it has to be planned a little otherwise. Um, yeah, just with like the tour and sponsors and all that kind of stuff. So I think we'll definitely wait a few more years before um, starting a family, but I think it'd be pretty fun to try to travel and do it all with a kid and with Luke. And I mean, I, I, when I was first on tour, I remember Chelsea Hedges had her daughter and unfortunately she didn't have the kind of support that I think I will, I will have. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when she went out and surfed her heat, some of the other girls were watching her daughter. It was crazy. I know it was, um, but I look back at that now and I'm like, it would be really cool to be able to kind of like 
touch, just change the vision. Because I think that, you know, a lot of the guys have families and they're able to do it because their wives take care of the kids and they do have that support. And mm-hmm. um, it'd be great to travel with my dad and Luke and have our baby and stuff. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I think I think if you could mentally get over the fact that you're, you know, you're going to be competing in a, in a world class event to maintain your you know, world championship title, as it were, um, you can you can easily do that with a kid because um, it's it's just a bit of you know nappy changing and or diaper changing <laughs> as you call it, um, and um, you know all the other stuff that comes with it because it is it's stupidly hard sometimes, but it's also probably a great distraction, right? Oh, so before, before your heat, exactly. you've got to change 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 a nappy rather than. Think about how you're going to destroy someone in out there in the surf. <laughs> no, I I agree with you. There's so many things that I've thought about because you're right. It would be a wonderful distraction, and there's times that I definitely put way too much pressure on myself, and I think it would be that aha, bigger picture moment. Like, hey, like I'm with my family. This is awesome. Like, yeah. I I just got to be grateful. But then on the other hand, like I am so serious and so invested that I'm a like I am a 100 all in person, and so if I were to do it, I think. I'm, I I wouldn't be maybe at that time my perspective would change and I'd be okay with just giving my best and maybe my best isn't what it used to be and mm-hmm. just being happy with competing and being on tour but whew, I'm very competitive so that would be hard yeah no, no world number one is going to say that they're all they're all gonna say, I, I'm going to win this come hell or high water okay yeah. <laughs> that's amazing um you've got there's 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 three things um, that I took away from the movie, um, which was you know follow, follow your dreams, um, be authentic, and and make and make time for others. Um, so what? I mean, you 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 found you found your dream in in um, in surfing, and some people don't necessarily find their dream. They kind of just bimble around and they try and think they found something, and actually it's not the right one and stuff. Um, I kind of I don't know where I'm kind of going with it, but it's like it's a it's 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 a kind of, it's a big iconic statement, right? Isn't it? Following your dreams, and I guess you've been lucky, but you've also put the hours in um, to be able to achieve what you've achieved, which is amazing. Um, but then you've also got the the fact of being authentic, and that's that's obviously got to be part of the reason why you've managed to do what you've been able to do. So yeah. how, how how do you go about like? Um, how do you go about measuring yourself? Um, how do I go about measuring myself? Um, I, I don't can... know. I think. Sorry, I think it's. I think it's happened through experience and through the la- the years I've lived. Is I've, you know, through the experiences you are shaped, right? And you figure out what feels right to you and what doesn't. Um, you know, when I was, well, this is not just not, not an easy one, but I, I definitely went through some body changes when I was a teenager mm-hmm. and I was under a spotlight, you know, being a surfer and wearing a bathing suit and everyone can see everything. And there was a part of me that really wanted to be sexy and, you know, wanted to be a part of like the hot girl list. And, you know, there was times that maybe I tried to go down that path and tried to take some cuter photos and post that and get the validation through that. But that didn't really like satisfy me or make me feel good or, you know, and then I found that 
other other things made me feel better. And so I don't know if that makes sense, but just through the experience of like living through it, you kind of feel like you figure out what is you and what's authentic to you. Yeah. And I just try to stick to that. I guess I'm always constantly checking in with, okay, does this fit my moral code and my values? And if it doesn't align with that, then I'm going to be like, ah, I'm going to go, go a different path. So yeah. oh, that, that's, that, that's a really nice thing to hear. And it's, um, it is, it is so hard for the younger generation these days, um, like growing up and they're, they're just bombarded with Instagram. And as you say, like, it's just everyone's pouting and it's all about the sexy shots and the, the hot bikinis and all that kind of stuff. And people are just like, God, am I, am I meant to be like that? Cause I'm, I'm definitely not that bikini body kind of guy. Um, I think it'd be interesting if I did wear a bikini, to be honest. Um, um yeah, it's kind of like, uh, it's, it's, it's nice to know what's at, what actually is important to you and what actually just generally not necessarily makes you happy. Cause that's, that's too much. I think sometimes, but just what actually just makes you tick and what, what's give you, what gives you that confidence just to, just to crack on with your day and, and kind of be stoked with it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's nice. Um, so you've got um, a whole bunch of places that you go to on your tour. Um, you know, some of the most beautiful places in the world. And is it correct that J Bay is one of your, is your favorite on the tour or is that, uh, is it a second favorite? And if it is, what, what is your first favorite um, tour spot? <laughs> yes, J-Bay is definitely up there. Um, being from Hawaii, Honolulu Bay in Maui is going to be my number one because that's my back, pretty much my backyard spot on the tour. Um, it's one of the most beautiful and picturesque places, and it's one of the most perfect, unperfect waves in the world. It's amazing. So mm -hmm. I love I love Honolulu Bay, and J-Bay is right up there. Like, um, I've just had, like, well, I've had a... A not so good result there two years back but last year just the overall experience was amazing and like the people are great the food's awesome we scored some incredible swell before the contest last year yeah. um so yeah jb is such a fun wave and i feel like i have so much more to learn learn at that spot does that does that spot freak you out at all when you see like the likes of uh, mick fanning just having a casual punch up with a great white how does that work for you in your brain yeah, obviously that is really scary. It's a real, like, when you go to a place like JB, you're like, okay, it's a real possibility that I'm going to see a shark out here. And knock, knock on wood, I haven't seen seen anything in my many years of being in the water. Um, but I was still jumping in at the butt crack of dawn <laughs> in the water. And all the sun was just coming up because I was like, I know this sounds weird, but I'm like, okay, they're going to eat me. They're going to eat me. Like, really? How am I going to get away from this thing if it's, if it decides it's going to want to chomp on me. Yeah. Exactly. So I might as well just play the odds and enjoy myself. Until <laughs> just swap your surfboard for a plate and take a knife and fork out with you and just say, look, just, just start dining. It's no problem. Oh. So and the, the tour this year obviously has been, I mean, I, I don't follow the tour like massively, but it has, it's obviously been canceled this year. Is that right? Because of the Corona stuff. So it hasn't officially been canceled yet. Um, they've just been like pushing, pushing back and kind of like waiting and seeing. I mean, that's pretty much all you can do with this pandemic is just kind of wait and see. Um, so I, the WSL is making the final decision for the season, I believe, early July. Early July, right. And are you, are you, are you in this, you're in this one or you're, you're taking a break? So this year was supposed to be my year off. Mm -hmm. um, from competing on the championship tour. Um, I had, 
I had some other things on the um, plans. I was going to compete in the Olympics and I was going to do a couple training trips for that. So um, I was still going to be busy in some ways. Um, so it, with everything on pause, it's I'm definitely jonesing to get back in the jersey. And I was like, hey, guys, do you need a wild card in any of these events? I'd be happy to come and fill in for you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll just see what happens. Um, but I mean, best case scenario, I'm, I, I've definitely had some conversations with the WSL and I'm just hoping to be back on in 2021. Yeah, that's rad. Well, I mean, if, if it all goes ahead, like all, all the best of luck, because I'm sure I'm sure you'll smash living daylight <laughs> out of it, um, which is very cool. Do you know in, in, in Japan, would it, are they going to make like a, like, like a standing wave, not like a standing wave, but like a, like a Kelly Slater wave ranch competing wave, or will they do it out at sea? It'll be just at the at the beach. At the beach. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. And have, have you have you been to um, Kelly's Wave Ranch? I have. I have been very fortunate to go a few times. It's very fun. Do you, Do you have any spare vouchers that you could just like email me? <sighs> I wish. <laughs> I wish I was Willy Wonka and had the golden ticket and could just hand it out. I wish. <laughs> it looks like an incredible place. It looks um, it looks incredibly fun. So you, you had you had a good time there. Yes, very much so. It's it's definitely something that is as a surfer, you like you, the things you dream about. You draw on your notebook when the teacher's talking. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. That's cool. Now you're going into like a daily routine of a world champion. Um, what's your what's your thing what time are you up what are you what are you eating and drinking and what what are are your like little tips for just staying one step ahead of the game well it just depends you know it depends if i'm pre-season if i'm mid-season if i'm mid-pandemic like (laughs) there's definitely different like days and routines but as of right now um well i'm a little more like lack lack I guess you would say or just kind of cruising on what time I go to the beach and train Mm -hmm. like um it's not like okay we got to do our session at 7 a.m and we got to do our session at three so dad and I will usually like figure that out the night before but this morning I woke up kind of late like at seven um I went down to the park and I trained I'm doing this podcast with you um then I have a talk with a sports psych after this and then actually we're gonna go to the beach and then I, I think I have the afternoon free. That's rad. Yeah. Have you, have you got a have you got a fav, favorite dish for dinner? A favorite dish for dinner. Yeah. What's your like all would... time? Oh my god! I'm eating like mum or dad are cooking X. What's it gonna be? You're asking the wrong person. I am a foodie, and I will probably say anything and everything. But if I did have to pick one thing, my papa's salmon, my grandpa's salmon is something that I crave and we have we have family dinners every Sunday and I'm his favorite granddaughter just kidding but he makes <laughs> salmon every Sunday and my family the rest of my family's like really really we're having salmon again <laughs> like, yeah yeah but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes I love salmon well how, how does he do that what else is with the, with the salmon on that I'm just for my own interest oh um well he kind of like what he does is he like sears it and then he puts it in the oven and bakes it so it's like crispy. That's, I don't know. There's a bunch of like salt, and then he puts like dress this really ono dressing on top, or he can make this like ginger 
ginger sauce that is just mouth-watering. And usually like rice and salad. That's like a really happy plate for me. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds good. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that done <laughs> next week, I think. Um, talk to me about, if you don't mind, about um, sponsorship. What, what, what was it like on your first kind of, who was your first sponsor? Um, and what, how, how did it go down? And was it kind of like one of these like holy crap moments and stuff? What, what goes on there? My goodness, I am so bad. I don't think I could tell you who my first sponsor was, but I was very fortunate that at a young age, I people believed in me and um, well, your my dad. dad so let's just roll with your dad being the first one. So that's, that's okay. My dad was was yeah. my first sponsor, and at that time, I probably didn't appreciate it as much <laughs> as I should have. No, but he was also kind of like my agent and manager at that time, so he was kind of like, hey, like would you help her out in with some contest fees or send her a box of clothes? And um, it was very small at first, but um, I think my first like big sponsor was Roxy. And I just remember how stoked I was to get like my box of clothes and to hang out with the girls and be a part of the photo shoots. It was, um, it was really fun. <laughs> has, has sponsorship, like have the deals changed uh, in terms of what is kind of required in t- like as you've got older and and has as, as brands grow and change so like is it a lot different between the the relationship now that you've got with Red Bull versus Roxy for example or is it all pretty much the same I think what's been really awesome is my I I have a really good group of people behind me including my dad and my manager Brian and my husband Luke and I think we are all very aligned with what's important to me and how I work well. And I think I work really well when I don't feel a lot of pressure. And so a lot of my, my deals have been worked around like, Hey, like how, how can we work together and not make it like Carissa has to do this? Like, I obviously I have to do some media stuff and, but when it comes to results, it's not like, Hey, we need her to win. Um, otherwise she's not good enough. You know, it would drop like- <laughs> yeah, it's, um, and I, yeah, so it's never felt like this heavy. There's never been this heaviness to my sponsorships. It's always been a really nice partnership, and I've always felt like a lot of love and support from these people. And obviously, there were a couple years where I wasn't performing to my standards, and they always stood by me and believed in me. So that's really rad. Yeah, that's super cool. And you're um, you you appear to be um just switching tangent here, like, like a pretty badass dancer and singer of, of two things. Well, thank you. I actually, (laughs) I'm not a great dancer or a singer, but I really appreciate it. I was going to say that, um, I recently filmed my first TikTok dance and I was dripping sweat watching the video over and over and over and trying to figure out the moves. It was hilarious. I wish someone had filmed me doing it behind the scenes. I was probably my first and last TikTok dance video, but I am not a dancer. I can free flow. That's rad. But that's about it. Is um is is that is that the song that everyone's doing at the moment where people like rush in and do that? Is it that one? I don't know. I know that TikTok is so overwhelming to me there's so many videos i don't understand trends all i know is that 
someone told me that don't jump on the trend too late because that's just gonna look stupid. And like by the time I finish trying to film the trend, that was a trend, it's already gone. It's so already I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> but you gave it a go though. This is good. <laughs> At least I tried. Yeah. So okay, so fair enough. Maybe, maybe dancing not the best, but you 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 enjoy singing. Singing's pretty cool. Uh, in the shower when no yeah. one's listening. <laughs> are, they, are there other um other things outside of surfing that you that you find um kind of like really useful for your kind of brain to switch off other activities um i like to do anything with my husband and we recently gotten into tennis i've oh, cool. never played tennis ever and i've just gotten super hooked and been playing religiously with him for the past three weeks and that's been really fun are you, are you, um, have you have you learned to like smash serves yet or is it still kind of like floaty over the net or are you like fully cracking it i'm gonna get there because i am so determined but <laughs> i can actually like the balls aren't going all over the court i'm actually hitting it over and it's getting places and i'm actually we can play a game now and i'm almost beating him <laughs> there's nothing there's honestly nothing i mean i'm i'm shit at tennis like i really suck but there's nothing more satisfying than just going for a completely like gung ho ace serve and actually getting it in, and then just just giving that one eyeball of like, yeah, you see that, and then you walk. Yeah, back. what? Yeah, what? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, what? So good. <laughs> are you are you are you hiring um, cousins and and stuff to come and be ball boys and girls, or are you collecting balls? I'm collecting balls. <laughs> as weird as that sounds. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's good. It, like for me too, I like tennis because it's a good workout, but you don't know you're working out because it's fun. Yeah. And so I don't mind chasing, chasing the balls everywhere and collecting them. It also gives me a moment to like get a breath because <laughs> my husband's kind of, he's a beast. And, and he has you, has you pegging it around the court like a mania. Yeah, pretty much. And he, he was it right? He used to be like a, uh, is it American football kind of dude? Yeah. Right? He, he really enjoyed the game. He played in high school and then he played a little bit after, but unfortunately he had some injuries that if he kept going, it would, wouldn't be good. So he's just, um, I mean, he'll throw the ball every once in a while, but he's hung up the tackling and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it, it really sucks when people are on that path and then it's something like a, it's, it's an injury that kind of just puts them out. I, I really take my hat off to yeah. people because trying to deal with that when you're, when you're on that kind of, absolute mission is, is, is a real big one how, how, how did you guys meet is, has he been in hawaii his whole life as well yes born and raised and we met in high school actually cool yeah That's <laughs> bad. and you and you you got mar- did you get married in honolulu as well yes we did we got married actually on the other side of the island our friend has a beautiful estate and we set up a big tent on and invited all our friends and family. It was it was the best day of my life by far. That's rad. We we did we did a very similar thing. We had a big kind of like teepee tent um, and got married right by the water. And it was one of those like magical, beautiful days. And it was like really rubbish the day before, really rubbish the day after. But the actual day of the wedding was just like ping. And uh, it was meant to be. Yeah, that was really cool. We we went to Sri Lanka for our honeymoon, which was which was mega. And we had a couple of days surfing and and stuff. So it was cool. Um, I've got I've got a couple more questions for you if you don't mind. Um, one, uh, well, one of the questions I asked is um, 
your three favorite waves. So you've given me two, which is your home break, Honolulu and J-Bay. Um, if there was only other one, one other wave in the world left for you to ride, um, what was it going to, what was it going to be? Ooh, gosh, well, like when a right hand sand bottom point break, like either in Mexico or Snapper Rocks is going off, but Snapper would have to come with a no crowd situation. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, would say, I would put that one up there, but yes, I don't know. Just give me a right hand sand bottom point break. Right hand point break. Okay, amazing. And then um, all the people that I've been interviewing so far, um, their their capability is nothing like what you have. Um, so my other question is, um, what about a wave that you that's unridden despite capability? Um, so is is there a wave that that you kind of look at that you want to surf like so crazy, but you still think it's going to have the better of you? Ooh, something I want to surf, but. I'm scared to. Is that what you're asking, kind of? It, maybe not just because of the size, because it's not about size, but it's about your like. Am I going to be able to make? Am I going to be able to make that wave? So it could be like a crazy airdrop, or it could be I don't know. But do, do you, you know what I mean? Hmm. Or how about just a straight up unridden? What? What? Where have you not been that you would love to go? I haven't been to the Maldives, and I would love to go there. Um. I don't know. I was I actually I was gonna say the box in Margaret River or like wow. in Western Australia is someplace that like maybe on a small day. I actually did go out on a small day, really, really small. Um, so that would be someplace that would be kind of cool to try, but really scares the living daylights out of me. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and my my final question for you is um, what's what's left in the in the bag for for wrist and um, the more Aloha Foundation. What, 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 are the, what are the next big things? Well, you have to wait and see. Now, um, well, I definitely hope there's a, a more than a few years left on the championship tour for me, and I hope to give it my best and give you guys as viewers um, something really fun to watch. Yes. Um, and through with my with more Aloha, uh, things are on pause right now with. The pandemic but i'm trying to do some things locally i actually was planning to do a camp in australia my first international camp wow. in march but that got postponed so i would love to start doing some different camps um in a few different places i'd like to grow like um like some sort of scholarship program mm -hmm. for some girls that you know are following their dreams in whatever it, different avenues um and i would like to help I don't know, I would like to grow the, just like the volunteer program because right now it's just pretty much me and my dad. It's really small. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice to have enough funding to like have a bit of a team to do it right, you know. So, so, so those people listening, if you've, if, uh, if you've got some, um, some spare credit cards in your wallet, can you please <laughs> sort out and make it? More than that, if you have any experience in doing a nonprofit and want to help me grow, but <laughs> want to do it for free, I'm give me a call. Sure, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some people there. 0800 uh, more Aloha or whatever it's going to be. That sounds amazing. Carissa, <laughs> thank you so, so much for your time. You are, um, for, for those who um, can't actually see what I'm seeing, I'm seeing a very, very smiley legend on the other side of my laptop. Um, so, 
you're a hero. Um, good luck with absolutely everything, um, and have the have just an amazing time. And thank you so much for your time. You're a hero. Thank you. It was really I enjoyed our conversation, and I hope you know you and your family always welcome to Hawaii. I'll take good care of you and get you some banana too. So. Wow! Yes, that sounds amazing. And likewise, if you want to do. A cold water surf trip. Um, okay. Hit us up. I've got the the biggest Mercedes camper you can possibly imagine that you and your husband okay. can steal, and I'll give you a, a a Google Maps drop, and you can just wander off and uh, go and find some stuff. I will probably have to take you up on that offer when the traveling um, restrictions get you know lifted. Yeah. That sounds okay. awesome. Amazing. I look forward to it. You legend. Okay. Cool. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us for this very special episode with the world's best female surfer. If you enjoyed listening to this, then we would highly recommend heading to wavelengthmag.com to find and watch her latest film, Riss, made by a good friend of Wavelength, Peter Hamblin.